More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Election Day is finally here. And this may be one of the most important shows that I do uh, over the last two years because it's finally coming down to people going in to the voting booth and deciding what they're going to be in favor of and what they're going to go against. Now, there has been a very simple moment in this election for me that every American needs to think about when they go into the election booth, and that is this. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? The president of the United States of America wants you to believe that, in fact, things are better now than they were two years ago. He wants you to believe that gas prices were $5 a gallon when he became the president and he has lowered gas prices. Those are his actual words all weekend long. His closing argument to the American people is we're not headed towards a recession, even though we clearly are. And the other part of his closing argument is this. That those extremists on the right, those MAGA extremists, are the real problem in this country. Before we get to that, I want to tell everybody about our amazing sponsor, Patriot Mobile. If you've got a cell phone, you need to switch to Patriot Mobile because they are America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider. And they use the same towers that you're using right now. Why do you want to switch? Because they are a force for conservative values. They take a portion of your bill every month at no extra cost to you, and they use that money to fund conservative causes, to back conservative candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning big time. Patriot Mobile will save you money as well over what you're spending right now. They have affordable plans for not only you, but your family and even your businesses. And they offer the same exact nationwide coverage as the major carriers. If you're using your phone every day, why not make a difference with every phone call? Switch to Patriot Mobile that support our conservative values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code BEN. That's free activation plus special discounts. Free activation, patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. What is a MAGA extremist? Let's just talk about what that actually means. A MAGA extremist is someone that believes in secure borders. So if you believe in secure borders, congratulations, you are now a MAGA extremist. If you believe in fair elections, apparently that now means you are 
a MAGA extremist. If you believe in energy independence, what does that mean? Let me break it down even more. That means that you are in favor of making sure that foreign countries, dictators, and tyrants don't get to control our gas prices in this country. That's what it means. It's actually that simple. A MAGA extremist also means that you are apparently wanting to be tough on crime. Crime is one of the top issues for American voters. And there is two different opinions right now on how you deal with crime in this country. Number one is that you don't deal with it at all. In fact, you tell people that crime and the stats around crime and putting people in jail and in prison and having bail for criminals is somehow racist. And you stick with that no matter what. That's the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is in favor of defunding the police and attacking and demonizing the police, implying that they're the worst people in the world. The Democrats are the ones that are, uh, let's also just be very honest, the ones running the most dangerous cities in America. So if you want more of that, then you should vote for the Democratic candidates on the ballot. Now, if you want to be tough on crime and you don't like what we're dealing with right now and you don't like how unsafe the world has become in this country, then you might want to make a change to the Republican Party. Let's talk about parenting for a second. This has also become a top issue in this election. And there are two mindsets. There is the liberal mindset that children are actually the property of the state and the state should decide how your children are educated and really how they are raised. And then there's the other mindset, which is the conservative mindset, which is obviously very different. The conservative mind says that the parents should decide when and where and how to talk to your kids about sex and about other major issues like that. The Democratic Party says no. In fact, the Democratic Party wants a state to be able to step in and decide that if your little child decides they want to be a chick or they want to be a dude, the opposite sex of what they were born, they want to actually have mutilation of your children's genitals at any age they decide is appropriate. If you want to stop that insanity, then you should vote for a Republican for House, Senate, Governor, etc. There's another issue, and that comes down to gun control. Democrats have been very clear for quite some time. They do not believe that the American people have the right or should have the right to protect and defend themselves. They believe that you shouldn't have guns and that you should be totally dependent on them and they should be in charge of every part of your life. And then you also won't be able to stand up to them one day when they start changing things drastically. Welcome again to the Democratic Party. Now, if that's what you want, you need to vote for the Democrats. But then there's also another basic issue, and that's just the basic issue of survival in this country right now. CNN put it this way. This is not, again, Fox News Channel. This is CNN and the Biden economy. And if you want to know why you should vote against every Democrat, these are the reasons why. The price of eggs has gone up more than 30 percent. Gas, chicken, coffee, milk, bread have all gone up significantly. These are real kitchen table issues for Americans. Real kitchen table issues for Americans. Gas prices are up over 20 percent. Egg prices up over 30 percent. Chicken prices up over 20%, coffee up 18%, milk up 23%, bread up 15%. These are the numbers right now in this country, and that doesn't count what it's costing you to get from point A to point B. But don't worry. The Democrats want you to believe that things would actually be worse if they weren't in charge. 
gas prices rising again before the election. Democrats also not wanting to talk about that. They're not falling any longer. There are three gas stations within half a mile of here with $7 gas. California, as usual, with the most expensive gas in the nation, averaging $6.15 statewide. Nationwide, it's $3.90, up 20 cents uh, from last month. Now, this is after the announcement from OPEC, that group of oil-producing nations, that they're going to cut back their production by 2 million barrels per day. That is further going to squeeze supply. And now the U.S. government announcing that ahead of winter, home heating costs are likely going to rise by up to 28 percent for families. And that's just for an average winter. If it's just 10 percent colder, those prices could increase by 50 percent over last year. And more bad news in the energy sector. We're told that fuel uh, for diesel and home heating oil stockpiles are low. That could further fuel inflation and raise prices. That coming from ABC News. Again, I'm not playing you a conservative outlet. This is how bad it has gotten in this country. What are the Democrats doing in response? Hiring 87,000 IRS agents to take more of your money because they desperately need more of your money. They desperately, desperately need more of your money. And that's how they're going to do it, by arming IRS agents. We know that for a fact now. And the White House spokesman said that the steps that Biden is taking have, in fact, brought gas prices down. That is a lie. Well, in fact, the steps he's taken have brought gas prices down. Gas prices are down about about $1.20 from where they were at their peak this summer. And that's in part because he took action to release barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. He has said that oil supply has to meet demand and we have to work to bring prices down. He's been focused on that. He's also focused on bringing prices down across the board. It's why he got the Inflation Reduction Act passed. It brings down prescription drug costs. It brings down, it puts a cap on insulin. It's, you know, the way he thinks about it is a family that is sitting around at their dining room table working through their budget. He is working to bring down costs where he can so that where he's able to lower costs, they're able to uh, put money toward things that they need. And that's exactly what the Inflation Reduction Act did. The president is going to continue to focus on that moving forward. Gas prices are up, and they'll look at you straight in the face going into the voting booth, and they'll tell you they're down. They're not down. They're up. Now, they also want you to know who their enemy is. They believe that it is, in fact, the energy companies. And they're going to raise taxes on them, which will actually raise the tax, the, the price of gas on you. But they want you to believe that they're on your side. The Biden administration says they're going to war with big oil. And the energy secretary says we're going to have a new tax if they don't bring down the price of energy. Take a listen. Joining us now is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Secretary Granholm, welcome back. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So how serious is this proposal of a windfall tax on energy profits? Well, the president has seriously asked for the oil and gas industry to either return profits to consumers or put those profits to work in increasing production. They are, as you have noted, I mean, story after story about about companies making uh, huge historic profits. And so we're in a war and this is an extraordinary time. 
And the industry has said to the president, we want to be able to do this ourselves. We don't, we want market solutions. And so the president is simply saying that before we go to Congress, we're asking you as citizens of this country, as companies doing business here, who have customers here, whose names are all over gas stations here, to consider your consumer at a moment when you have seen an historic gap between wholesale and retail, between the gasoline and refinery. And we want to be able to relieve people's pain at the pump. I guess what I'm wondering though, is is the, is the windfall tax the way to do that? Haven't we seen well, evidence in Europe and in this country back in the 80s that that actually discourages companies from investing in production and just makes the shortages worse and the prices higher? Well, number one, again, the, pre the president's preference is that the companies take this on without having to have Congress intervene. But number two, it is true that uh, our European colleagues, many of whom have, uh, at least part of the G7, have adopted windfall profits tax. In the uh, earlier in this country's history, in the past couple decades, it was tried here as an excise tax. A windfall profits tax obviously would be crafted to encourage production and, uh, and if it were to happen. Um, but obviously the president would work with Congress on what the shape of that is. But the point is we need at this moment when there is historic profits being made to be able to provide some relief to those who are at the pump and or increase more in production, which we have not seen to the extent that uh, certainly those profits would belie. Uh, again, they want to raise taxes on the energy sector, claiming that it is the energy sector's job to make less money and lower the price to you, even though that is their policies that have made them and forced them to the price to go up. They're trying to blame anyone else but themselves and their policies. And then there's another thing you need to remember as you go into the voting booth, and that is they have been artificially lowering the price of oil and gas. That will end on Election Day. The two million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserves have been, been and our reserves have been drained, have been drained. That will stop on Election Day. That's how they're trying to buy your vote. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go back to the lies, the lies that you need to remember and how much they have screwed up your life over the last two years. The Biden administration has been lying to you since day one. 
They started by lying to you about COVID. That was one of the things that they wanted you to lie about the most. And they wanted to take over your life and they knew that they could do it as long as they lied to you. They wanted to mandate and force you into submission on basic things. When I say basic things, one of the things I'm talking about that is a quote basic thing for them that they wanted to mandate was you getting the COVID vaccine. They're still wanting to mandate the COVID vaccine on your children. They've decided to make it a part of the uh, regular schedule of immunizations for your children. This is radical extremists and what they do when you give them power. Remember this when you go into the voting booth. And that's just one of the many lies they've been telling you over the last two years. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Getting those shots out for 5 to 11-year-olds is going to provide a lot of comfort to American families. Horses really running over, people being strapped. A horrific video of the CBP officers on horse on horses using brutal and inappropriate measures against innocent people. We have a secure border. The border is, in fact, secure. The border is closed. The border is secure. The border is secure. The border is closed. We've been unequivocal in that. On the issue of Afghanistan. And to that end, we have seen a successful drawdown of the embassy. I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. This is all about keeping working folks in Ordinary folks that I grew up with from being able to vote. The reconciliation package would cost zero dollars. The cost of these bills in terms of adding to the deficit is zero. Some have expressed publicly that they're not comfortable with uh, 3.5, even though zero costs zero dollars. Zero. 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 This bill is fully paid for and will not raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. Let me say that again. Be crystal clear. No one making... Less than $400,000 a year will pay a single additional penny in tax for all these things that were in the, in, in the Build Back Better plan. If you're a husband and wife, school teacher, and a cop, you're paying at a higher rate than the average person making a billion dollars a year is. My plans do not add to inflationary pressures. The Build Back Better agenda will help reduce inflation, will help cut costs for the American people. If we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will in fact reduce inflation. Inflation is going to come down next year. Inflation will come down next year. These inflation uh, rises will be transitory, that they will come back down next year. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. No serious economists. We know a lot of folks are struggling with inflation, driven by Putin's war in Ukraine and the global pandemic. The greed of meat conglomerates. You could call it corporate greed, sure. You could call it uh, jacking up prices uh, uh, it, during a pandemic. Even if we drilled as much as we could, uh, the price of oil is still set globally. There's no amount of domestic production we can do to reduce or eliminate our vulnerability as a country to that volatility. We brought down the cost of energy. Wages have gone up higher, faster than inflation. We have a lower inflation rate than most any nation in the, any other nation in the world. The idea that uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth is a technical definition of a recession is wrong. I don't expect a recession. Right now, we don't see a recession. Right now, that is not, we're not in a recession right now. Virtually nothing signals that uh, this period in the second quarter uh, is recessionary. No, no one is predicting a recession now. What we have seen over the course of the last year plus in the United States 
is a historically strong economic recovery, and that has been supported by this president's economic policies. Everything you just heard was a lie, and they kept telling you those lies over and over again for the last two years. Think about what they have done to your businesses, what they've done to your kids' education. Think about all of the schooling that many kids and grandkids miss for two years. Think about the how they allow people that were elected by no one to have total control over all of our lives. It is a problem. And when Democrats, you challenge them on these things, then they immediately come out and they make up racist statements and racist comments. Now, you may say, well, hold on a second, Ben. What do you mean by that? When Democrats cannot defend what's going on, they will go back to the issue of race. Just this morning, this happened on MSNBC. Keisha Lance Bottoms had this to say about black American men are definitely a target of disinformation, saying that if they lose the elections, it's because we didn't govern the media well enough that they're in charge of, by the way. So, Mayor Bottoms, I picked up on that because I'm just wondering, Her Stacey Abrams' focus on the misinformation that's being targeted at black men. And it makes me wonder, is she not getting the black support she needs in her race against Brian Kemp? Listen, Jonathan, I, I think that Stacey is spot on with that. I listen uh, as my kids watch NBA highlights and whatever else they watch on YouTube. I hear the misinformation being piped in. My 12-year-old, my 14-year-old son, my 20-year-old is getting it. So there is definitely um, a target toward African-American men, not just to give them misinformation, but to make them so discouraged that they won't show up to vote. And again, I've been a candidate before. I've been in this position before, going into my race as mayor, Uh, Five years ago, I was seven points down in the polls going into the week of the election, and I won by more than 800 votes because people showed up to vote. So while we are looking at numbers that are encouraging, um, I read this morning that the African-American vote was around 29 percent in early vote. There's still so many more people out there who can show up to vote. And remember, The goal is not just to try and get them to vote for Brian Kemp or or get people to vote for Herschel Walker. A victory for Republicans can be if African-American voters stay at home. So if the election is lost by the Democrats, it's because African-American men have been given, quote, disinformation. I want to know what that disinformation looks like. She said, I hear it from her kids, right? I hear it from my kids. I listen to my kids. And this is the new conspiracy theory for Election Day. I listen as my kids watch NBA. The NBA is obviously basketball. Highlights and whatever else they watch on YouTube. I hear the misinformation being piped in. So now the NBA, which is a huge proponent of liberal causes and Black Lives Matter, for example, you now want me to believe is brainwashing African-American men. That's the reason why they may lose the election. It's that, right? I mean, that's it. That's, that's, that's what it is, folks. That's the whole ball game. That is the misinformation. Really? 
That's that's how you're going to play this? That's how you're going to do this? It is truly shocking to hear it this way. That's their closing argument. Now, are they offering you anything to improve your life? Are they offering you anything to actually help you or your family that's suffering right now? No, they're offering more regulations, more taxing, windfall taxes, and things that are going to make prices go back up. And if you don't like how things are now, they also want to remind you that you just need to go buy an electric vehicle. These are the same people that actually tried to ban cars. Not actually tried, they did it in California. They're banning cars that have combustion engines. And if you don't get on board with that, they are going to destroy your life. And we haven't even gotten to the other major, major issue now, and that is crime. All right, but first, let me tell you real quick about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You've seen what's going on in the economy and the uh, stock market and inflation. It's just ridiculous now what's going on. So the question is, are you diversified? Are you prepared to weather this storm? Well, do you have any investments in gold and silver, precious metals? Did you know that gold and silver is actually used as a hedge against inflation? It is to to diversify you so that when there are terrible days and now weeks and months on Wall Street, that your assets are diversified so that they are not affected in such a negative way. If you are not invested in gold and silver, now is the time to look at Legacy Precious Metals. Call them and they will send you a free investor's guide so that you can see what you can do with your retirement, your 401k, your IRA with gold and silver. They're the company that I use and I trust. 1-866-751-2218. or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Also, quick reminder, please make sure you hit the share button, share a podcast, and hit that subscriber auto download button so you get this podcast every day for free. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crime is affecting the majority of Americans, especially in liberal cities. The RNC chairman, Ronald McDaniel, went on State of the Union to talk to CNN about crime and said that not only has the Democratic Party become the party of inflation... But they're also the party of crime deniers as well. Not I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to have. I, but we're, we're not been, voting we're, on that. Okay, we're, we've been having, and I just did this, and we are doing so many uh, reports about the issues, which is important. But, but I'm talking to you, but, but Diana. But I'm talking to you as a Republican out from an election yeah. for the president of the United States to give a speech 
and not talk about inflation, to actually say it's good, to not talk about gas prices, to say that crime Listen, doesn't I'm not exist. here. I'm not a, I'm so not, they have become crime deniers, inflation I'm not deniers, here. Okay. and education deniers. Ronna, I'm not, I'm not a, the big I am not, I, I'm not a spokesperson for I know, anybody but, and for them, but I will just say that that was a speech and they're out giving other speeches. I want to talk about presidents. I would, that's he's out giving other speeches. Message. I don't want you to put yeah. me in a position of, of having to defend them, but I'm explaining. Yeah. And I'm giving you the facts. And yeah. the fact is, that is one and speech and he's giving other speeches. I want to ask you about results. Donald Trump. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm saying we're going to accept That's the headline. But here's what I would say to Joe Biden. Can you please accept that inflation has risen on your watch, that kids have deficits on your watch, that are going to ask about that fentanyl's coming out? I want to ask about looking forward. Crime is rising as your as your uh, position is so important as the chair of the RNC. Uh, Donald Trump, he is uh, already. This is the left. This is the media. Refusing to let the Democrats be held accountable for their actions. Dems have become the party of inflation deniers and crime deniers. And the media, by the way, is doing the exact same thing there. Right? This is a crime problem that is hitting all over the country. And Barack Obama is out there on the campaign trail saying, yeah, okay, crime's gone up, but it went up over the last seven years, he now claims. And he now is trying to say it's Donald Trump's fault that crime is so high. I wish I was joking. I'm not. There's a lot of talk about crime right now. You know, violent crime has gone up. But, you know, it it went up over the last seven years, not just the last two. They don't talk about the previous guy. It's gone up in, in conservative rural places, not just cities. But the question is, who will fight to keep you and your family safe? Is it Republican politicians who want to flood our streets with more guns? Who actually voted against more resources for police departments? Or is it the Democratic leaders who worked with President Biden to pass the first major gun safety legislation in 30 years? That's the choice in this election. They want you to believe the only way to get crime under control is if you pass massive gun control. They want you to be not be able to defend and protect yourself. You've got New York crime that's out of control. In fact, you even have CNN calling out the New York governor. Murder rates are up. Rape is up 11%. Robbery up 34% in New York City. Felony assault. This is just year over year. Up 15%. Burglary is up 30%. Grand larceny in New York is up 40%. Grand larceny auto up 35%. The total is crime is now up in New York. 31% in the last year. And the president wants you to believe that's Donald Trump's fault. Now, what did they do in New York City and many other cities to get crime to go up? They ran off their police officers. They ran them off. They said, see ya. They said goodbye. They said, we don't want to have you here. We don't want you to protect us. We don't want you to be out there doing anything to actually stop the violent criminals. And then they went out and said, we're going to do cashless bail. And then they let out murderers and rapists and people that are committing heinous crimes. And they let them out there, folks, on the streets, and then crime goes up 31% overall average. Some of these categories higher than that, 
And then they try to tell you that they're looking out for your best interests. That if you just pass gun control, it would fix the problems. All right, well, then let's talk about gun control in New York. They have extreme gun control in New York. It's not helping. They have extreme gun control in New York, and it's not working. Gun control in New York is one of the most extreme of anywhere in the country, and it is a violent and brutal city now to live in. You have people pushing people to their deaths, literally on the tracks of the subway system. You have people being raped on the subways. You have people that are being murdered on the subways, right? This isn't just like a little thing. This is massive. This is the reality of the situation on the ground. And they will look at you and they will tell you, no, 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 it's not our fault. And then they actually have the cojones to say it's Donald Trump's fault, which I get why they would say that. I do. I understand it. Why would you say it's Donald Trump's fault? Because you know the media will sell this. The media is not going to hold you accountable and call you out on this, are they? Now, they are in New York City finally starting to give a little bit of heat to the governor there, but that's only because the people that are interviewing her live in the city and live in this chaos. Take a listen. We have done is taken 8,000 illegal guns off the streets. We made sure that no 18-year-old can get their hands on an AR-15. We've made sure that our red flag laws are tough and there's background checks, whereas Lee Zeldin has opposed every part of that, even voting against the first significant gun safety legislation in three decades in Washington. He didn't even show up to help support our police officers with funding for them in Washington. So, so they can say all they want, but there's the facts are on the other side. We've done a lot to get guns uh, off the in the state, violent and crime our system is up. the subway again with violent crime is up at 7.8 percent uh, in the state. I mean, it is down point, you know, a point from 20 and 20 and 21, but it is up 7.8%. That is concerning. And especially if you look in New York City and we look at the news and we see this, you know, randomly what is happening uh, in our subways and on our streets, people are really nervous about it. And I know you're saying they're being disingenuous about it, but that is a real, real factor, Governor. You can't deny it. That's CNN saying that. You can't deny that. People are feeling it. People are feeling it. People are feeling it. They understand this. But if you listen to the White House, they say, oh, somehow this is Donald Trump's fault. Joy Behard said on The View, crime is not on the rise. It's actually going down under Joe Biden, right? Because when you can't defend your position, I guess you just lie all the time. Yeah. Okay. And the Republicans now coming up to the uh, next election, which is next week, by the way, um, all they do is talk about crime, crime, crime. Well, I looked it up. Murders in major cities have fallen by 4% so far in 2022, compared with the same period a year ago. So crime is not on the rise. It's actually going down under Joe Biden. Uh, Yeah, we looked it up. It's all good. Are her stats right? No, they're not right. They're wrong. I don't know where she got them from. She's lying. You can look at the stats online. It's very clear that they're full of crap and they're lying to you. But I don't think they care. Because they just want to make it through election day so they can continue to control your life even more than they had before. Because imagine what they will now do. Right? Imagine what they will do if they win. Imagine how power drunk they will be. There are some Democrats, by the way, that are being intellectually honest about how bad this election is. And they're saying you can't fake out Americans 
when they're seeing it with their own eyes, they're experiencing it every time they try to pay for their groceries, when they see their heating bill, when they see their AC, their electricity bill, when they see what's happening with inflation, you can't lie to them. When they see that the crime is happening on their street and their, and their houses are getting broken into and they're being attacked and their friends are being attacked, you can't look at them and tell them that crime is on the decrease and you can't tell them it's not your fault. They won't listen to you. Hillary Rosen, a Democratic strategist, had this to say on CNN as well. I think Mark Speaking is right. as a Democrat. Um, I'm, a, I'm a loyal Democrat, but I am not happy. I just think that we are, you know, we did not listen to voters in this election. And I think we're going to have a bad night. And, you know, this conversation is not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward. Because when voters tell you over and over and over again that they care mostly about the economy, listen to them. Stop talking about democracy being at stake. Democracy is at stake because people are fighting so much about what elections mean. I mean, voters have told us what they wanted to hear, and I don't think Democrats have really delivered uh, but I, this cycle. I, I think that's actually very true about the national messaging that's going on. But you actually have some good candidates who are following your advice. You have people like Mark Kelly, who is running a great race. You have people like Raphael Warnock, yeah, and who's running I, a great race. I would and say, Josh Shapiro. I would say in those places, Fetterman we, and Tim we Ryan. Have our, you know, the unfortunate um, combination of strong gubernatorial candidates, you know, like Mark Kelly is a pop. I was just in Arizona and spent some time there, talked to a, a bunch of voters. Mark Kelly's popular, but Carrie Lake is more popular. And the combination of Carrie Lake's popularity and Joe Biden's unpopularity is going to hurt Mark Kelly. And so uh, yeah. I think we're going to we're we're in trouble because of the top of the ticket. Are you going to interrupt her and disagree? No, with I, I don't want to break up Dem on Dem violence. <laughs> exactly. But, but I, I feel like look, I feel like Blake Masters is going to win Arizona because the reality is that the border is a serious issue down there. And to Hillary's point, they're not. I mean, this is the Democrats. They're still sitting around the table trying to claim that what she just said is somehow wrong. Biden is welcoming 6.2 thousand illegal aliens into the U.S. every day at the border are the new numbers that have just come out. Do you think he really cares about you? How much fentanyl is coming across the border? President Joe Biden has a wide open border policy that's being done on purpose. This is part of the crime and the death from fentanyl. 6,200 border crossers and illegal aliens are coming into American communities every day, according to figures shared today. For the month of October, close to 87,000 illegal aliens successfully entered the United States at the southern border without being apprehended. This gotaway figure only includes homes whom the Department of Homeland Security is aware of and potentially thousands more may have successfully entered the U.S. via the border as well. The number of gotaways is particularly significant as over the last two fiscal years, more than 68,000 border crossers and illegal aliens with criminal records were encountered at the border, including many that were apprehended with criminal histories, felons, rapists, murderers. The list goes on and on. He doesn't care about you and your family. He doesn't care if your kids die of a fentanyl overdose. Hell, he didn't even care about his own kid being addicted to drugs because he wants to make money off of his kid and then have an alibi. And what is the alibi? We all know what the alibi is. What is the alibi? The alibi is, oh, he's a drug addict. We're proud of him. It's fine. Don't put him in jail for that long because he's a great guy. That's the alibi. That's the whole story. Make sure you share this podcast so that other people will remember what the Democrats have done to this country over the last two years. This is the one that's important. Get out and vote. Call your family and friends. Forward them our podcast. 
And I'll see you hopefully with a big victory tomorrow morning. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.